Hey everybody, this is Brother Frank, and welcome to another episode of The Remnant Call. I'm glad you're here with me tonight. Um, Folks, we have an important show, but I just wanted to quickly say thank you for those who have been going over to Rumble, checking us out, subscribing. Do appreciate that. It's been a blessing. Uh, I know it takes a little while to transition from one platform to another, and uh, I appreciate those who have gone over liked us, subscribed, all that stuff on Rumble, um, because folks, you know as well as I do, this will come to an end on this particular platform, because if you've decided that you want to follow Jesus, you want to follow Yeshua with all of your heart, you want to be faithful, you want to tell the truth, no matter what the cost, well, eventually there will be a cost and a price that has to be paid. We see it happen all the time, so I just want to say thank you for those who have been going over there and uh, hitting us up, and you probably many of you wonder, why don't I keep trying to put links into uh, our channel? Folks, I'm convinced when I try to do this, they cut down our views. Um, you know, maybe I'm just dreaming it up, but it seems like the analytics drop off uh, when this happens. So all you got to do is go over there, switch from searching for videos to channel, look up Remnant Call Radio, and you'll find us and hit us up. And we're going to continue to do more and more stuff over there. But also, we are going to continue to have programs that will only be over there on Rumble. So thank you so much. Let's pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, guide me to say what you want and not my flesh. Lord, forgive me for my pride. And Lord, humble me that I can simply be a vessel and not a hindrance is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you and welcome again for being here tonight. Last night I was awake and uh, couldn't sleep very good. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go take a shower. I got in the shower, listened to a podcast. I usually do that. And they were talking about a particular topic. And then all of a sudden it hit me. And, and, and follow me on this. And I don't want to get down any rabbit trails and deep, because uh, this could be a very deep topic and take a while to explain. But have you ever noticed that every time in the Bible before a major marker in history of deliverance happens, there is always a mass slaughtering of children. Now, if you look back at the Exodus, when Moses uh, was born, you remember the Pharaoh kill all the firstborn of the children of Israel, right? And so there was that mass slaughter. They, of course, they hid Moses and he uh, grew up there and survived and then came back and ultimately they were delivered. And there was a time of slavery and bondage that took place during that time. It was physical and it was, it was very bad. You fast forward to the time of Jesus. Remember Herod, we want to kill all of them two years of age and under, you know, because Herod was threatened just like Pharaoh felt threatened that his throne could be overtaken by them. And so we have this mass slaughtering of children and the people were in bondage, in slavery. And those who were following uh, the, the you know religious system that day were in bondage because of all the additional unbiblical laws that had been imposed um, by the leadership in that day that made the people of God couldn't even stand doing the things of God because they were told that you had to add all this additional rules and regulations in that were not even biblical. And besides, 
Besides that, they were being ruled in their own territory by a foreign entity. They were in their own slavery and bondage at that time. Fast forward now, 2,000 years later, we are in the last days again. What's happening? The worldwide killer of everything. What is it? Last year in 2021, 48 or 49, I think it was, million abortions worldwide. You can take all the COVID, heart disease, cancer, add all the AIDS, HIV, add all that stuff up together, and you don't even come close to touching the absolute atrocities that have been committed by killing of babies. And we see the same cycle and now the bondage that we are in today of absolute madness. When a man can become a woman and they are now fighting for this so-called woman, which is actually a man, to have the same equal rights and compete in the same sports, it is madness and the society is being taught to believe this and accept this. We are living in a crazy time slaughtering our children because you know why? The devil has always tried this suicide mission. Okay, that starts back, you know, uh, from the beginning, this this mission of if we can just somehow stop the manifestation, because in Genesis chapter three, there was the prophecy that the seed was to come and that we could try to uh, stop this by, um, you know, excuse me, the seed of the Messiah was to come. that was going to crush the head and they tried to stop it before the flood by the intermingling of the seed of woman with, you know, the the fallen angels. And we have that whole entire, you know, debacle to pollute the seed. Then we have now back there trying to stop the birth, birthings going on. It's all always like the devil is always trying to stop the manifestation of this deliverance, whether it's the Messiah being born, whether it's Moses being born, whether it's the manifestation of the man child in the last days, the 144,000, all these, if we can just stop the seed from coming forward, the, the, this to happen, it's like he thinks, I guess the madness, you know, uh, that they somehow can stop or at least prolong because they know the ultimate truth of what their doom is. But every time, folks, I know right now, we are living in the absolute last days of this earth's history and the killing and the slaughtering and the slavery and the bondage is repeating itself just like it does every single time before a major deliverance happens. But the hours always seem to get so dark right before. But the good news is, is that the dawn and the daylight is coming. You see, when fact has been turned into fiction because of the lack of education, see, our people in this society are not educated. Believers are not educated anymore. They don't actually read the Bible. They just listen to shows and they take what somebody else says or they they think they know the Bible, but they actually don't read the word of God. Same way in our school systems. When I was young, we actually learned about the history of the United States and all the great things. We learned, you know, all the wonderful things that now kids have no idea about. They just they just did a survey amongst kids in Ivy League schools, and they were like, "Do you know how much the average American thought it makes?" You know, over twenty five percent thought the average American made over six figures, and some one of them said eight hundred thousand. They have, they have no there's no concept of reality because today's society has been so spoon fed that they don't honestly know the truth. So when the fact has been turned into fiction because there's no more real education, and we know that's an awful prophecy in the Bible. 
that there will be a famine in the last days, uh, not the normal type of famine, which we know that'll happen too, but a famine of hearing the true word of God because they don't have education uh, or I should say factual education. Our society begins to then accept the lies in order to comfort the cultural pressures and relieve us from their sense of guilt for even being an American. I never thought the day would come serving my country, a U.S. Marine, would ever be ashamed, people would be ashamed of being an American. What has happened to this society? Because our children think that the best solution to their problems is for Uncle Sam to pave the way, to pay their tuition, to swaddle them and coddle them all the way to the grave, and that Big Brother will somehow take care. And folks, that's exactly what happens in the churches today. They've been taught that it's only about the gifts that you can get. Follow Jesus because he will improve your life. He'll give you peace. He'll give you riches and, you know, take care of your finances. All these, it's all humanism. And so the first time that believer actually encounters honest to goodness tribulation, they are offended because somebody forgot to tell them that following Jesus was not always going to be easy. That if they hated you, know that they hated him first, and through much tribulation shall you enter into the kingdom of heaven, because the devil is roaming around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We are living in a time where if you serve Jesus, you are an enemy of everyone that does not. Do you get that? And now we are in a place of such utter madness in society that people don't even understand the truth anymore. And what's even more troubling than that is how many people know this program, know what's going on at the time, and they still are not reading the very word of God. Folks, we are living in absolute dangerous times. We talked about the the, the importance of, of what's going on between Russia and Ukraine and everything else. And folks, these things are escalating at breakneck speed. And listen, I don't know, I don't know the Lord's timing on everything, but I know the seasons in which we are allowed to know the seasons of when things are happening. And we are in the season of turmoil right now. And in a season of intense persecution that is coming, which we have never known, but it is it is coming and so many people have already suffered it and we better wake up. We are in the last days and I don't know better how to say it. But the truth is, and I'm going to refer back. I got a message from a good friend of mine, brother, uh, you know who you are. You messaged me about how you had been going through some struggles for all these years. And uh, I got a chance to meet this brother some years back at a, at a conference we were at together. And uh, he's been a, a, a great person to know and, and continue to stay in touch with. But he had struggled for so long trying to find his way with the Lord. And we had mentioned not too long ago about... Brother Benjamin's book uh, the other week uh, that he read out, written out of the darkness. And I also mentioned some stuff by Brother Andrew Murray and a great book called Humility. And we talked about last week about that short program we did here about walking humbly with your God and reading this book, how something began to manifest in my friend because he began to see himself for who he really was. And it wasn't that he was 
necessarily doing everything wrong. But sometimes, folks, you can be so focused on the end time that you forget to actually deal with the deeper things of God. And that book, I'm telling you right now, humility, that is a straight up gut punch for believers. It should be Christianity 101, reading that book from Brother Andrew Murray. And I'll tell you what happens. When you deal with the deeper things of God in a mad society such as we are at right now, when you begin to go to that place where you're like, you know what, Lord, I'm ready for you to really search me, to really look at me in a way that I've not really allowed you to look at before. And I'm really, Lord, willing to do the work of what it means to let you open up and show me the places where you are displeased. And folks, I'm telling you, when you allow God to do that, the healing and the maturity that begins to come along with this and the power of God that begins to grow in your life is greater than a thousand episodes of any modern biblical program right now on the internet, including this one. I would rather you have said it before, never listen to another episode of this show and get into the very word of God and follow him with all your heart. I would rather you never listen and do that than to continue to listen and neglect your prayer time and your fasting time and your seeking the Lord. Because see, you can pray some, you know, little popcorns we do. We love to justify them, think they're great. And we can do our fasting and we can wrestle through it, you know, and there's benefits. But if you don't allow the Lord to truly deal with you on a deeper level, and I mean allowing him to reveal to you who you are. I remember Benjamin mentioned one time that the Lord showed him a problem that he had. And when he revealed to him, I think it was an issue on pride or something else. I have to ask him again. When he revealed it to him and he had never seen it and he saw it the way the Lord saw it, Benjamin said he screamed. He literally screamed because he was so disgusted at what he had seen. You see, the power of brokenness that happens at the deep level. I remember... I was a new believer and, and I'm going to, I need to do, I haven't done it for years and years, my conversion story and my life of drugs and how the Lord saved me in one hour of one day. It was, it was a most amazing thing. I left in 1999, strung out on crystal meth, running around my wife, violent with men and, and everything you could imagine going on in this world. And I got born again outside of a church while driving down the road. I met the Lord. It was powerful. He delivered me else. I need to share that here again soon. But I remember some years, you know, I'd, I'd been, uh, gotten my life turned around and, you know, getting on this, uh, what it means to, you know, be a believer. And all of a sudden here, I'm a new believer. I, I see what's going on in the world and I begin to share it. And, and sometimes I don't have very good balance as a new believer. You know, sometimes we like to take the word of God like a pair of nunchucks and, and beat people over the head with it. And, and I'm going, you know, crazy. And I'm trying to share these things with my wife, uh, what's going on. And, and, and so instead of actually doing any good, I'm, I'm doing actually more harm because I was trying to go before the Lord of my over zealousness. Now, thank God he's very, you know, he's very um, patient and calm with us, with me and everything. But I had been saying all these things. Now, 
Here's the difference between me and my wife. My wife was raised in a different uh, belief kind of system and um, I, than I was. And I was sharing some things that would go contrary kind of to the traditional uh, particular Protestant denomination that she was. And I knew this was going to be a problem. They weren't radical stuff. They weren't things that were like controversial at all. It's just they were differences in beliefs. And you, you know how people are when they're hung up on something. There's no talking to them. Well, I knew right then that my wife's father was going to completely would completely 100% disagree with what I had said because it was contrary and I remember my wife said I'm going to go call my dad and talk to him about these things well folks I remember knowing thinking to myself now my father-in-law he lives with me now he's a great man praise God I love him he loves the Lord Jesus and we're best of buddies but I remember this time and my wife went out there to call and I went into the back room and I knew that I was in trouble that because she was going to face this crisis where her dad was going to say, no, that's crazy. That's not true. You don't know. That's not it. And I knew that I was in, I was going to be in trouble and this was going to damage my marriage. And because I, he was going to just, and she was going to take his word over mine and I began to pray. And I got down on my knees in that back room and I began to weep, not fake. I began to weep and to pray and to cry out from the very utter bottom of my heart because I knew the crucialness of this conversation that my wife was having with her father was so intense that I was it literally this would could be a turning port point that we could destroy the progress we had made in this relationship since the Lord had saved me and I wept and I cried and I pled with the Lord for a half hour to 45 minutes probably like I had never pled in my life if I remember right it was that time I got up and I had blood vessels that had popped literally around my eyes an area from actually pleading so hard and I remember getting up after this and she was off and I went out after literally pouring the very broken bottom of my soul out to our heavenly father and I remember and I asked her I said what did your dad say and she said well he basically agreed with everything you said what you're kidding me hallelujah Hallelujah. I mean, I couldn't, I believe, and I couldn't. It was, it was so powerful that, that I had prayed and I was in such a deep, broken spot and such an honest place that I was coming from that I watched God take something that I knew was going to break stuff apart and I pled with all of my heart and watched him turn that situation around into an absolute miracle. And I knew and understand that there's nothing that God cannot do when a believer comes from an absolute place of honesty and integrity. And I thank my brother for sharing with me that out of all this time, he is coming to a place where he has never been before. A place that not en- not enough remnant calls could bring him, not enough uh, any of these other shows could bring him. Only the very spirit of the living God, when he take t- time, he was reading this book, and listen folks, the Bible's all you need, but he was reading the book Humility, and it began to step in and sink in and deal with the deeper issues that it began to make a change to where he is now sharing with me, I am not 
the same person I used to be. And folks, I'm telling you that right now we need to allow God to deal with us in a way we have never let him deal. Listen, fasting and prayer is so important, but it has to come from a place where you're allowing to let the Lord open you up to somewhere you have never been. Listen, there will be a crisis tomorrow, I promise you. There will still be war on the horizon tomorrow. There will still be something else in the news that's so sick, repulsive and disgusting tomorrow. It will still be there. But if you don't allow the Lord to make this change, you are going to continue to run in quicksand for your spiritual life, never getting anywhere and experiencing absolute breakthrough. Instead of becoming useful for the kingdom, we end up being useless because we don't allow the Lord to mold us and to turn us into the believer that he wants us to be so that we can make a difference in the kingdom by sharing the good news that Jesus is coming again. I don't know what else to say. Folks, it's so important that you take this seriously. I wish you would just stop doing other things in this world of trying to find out more information in the news and start focusing on your relationship with the Lord like you have never known before. Because the truth is, businesses will fail. People are going to die. Sickness is going to happen. But if you know Jesus, it doesn't really matter. Because if you know the Lord and someone dies, it's not goodbye. It's I will see you later. This world is not my home. I am looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. The signs are there. The things are there that we know triggers and points us to the very end of time. But it's time to stop what we are doing. When it comes to the madness of being in this end time watchers movement that actually never deals with your spiritual walk with the Lord and you end up like a, that, you know, those old nailed to the foot, you know, one foot nailed to the floor running in circle jokes we did when we were kids. God wants to deal with his people. We have lost the United States of America's society. It's gone. We've lost the great nation that I once fought for. It doesn't exist. We lost this great American dream, but it's okay. This is not our home. This is not the final resting place. This is not where the Lord is coming down to set up his kingdom. This is not where you are going to be for eternity. This is simply just a stepping stone in our road to the kingdom. And God has a plan for each one of us. And we need to get our mind out of this, what's going on right now, and start thinking about the eternal things and acting like we are living an eternal life. Because yes, our bodies are mortal right now. We know that. But if we have Jesus, this is not it. It is simply the beginning. Folks, I'm pleading with you. I'm begging you. Please, in the name above every name, the name of Yeshua, Jesus, that you would stop what you're doing today and get yourself right with the Lord. 
I don't care how many pastor sermons you hear. I don't care how many programs you hear. I don't care how many tracts you read. You must let the Lord deal with you one on one because I'm telling you, he will remold you, he will refashion you, and he will begin to use you for his glory in his kingdom. I am never more alive than when I am in the mission field and sharing the good news of Jesus. I never worry about obedience. I never worry about getting off the will of God because I am having to pray every day when I am out of my comfort zone or I'm in dangerous, hostile territories that only God can bring me through. And when I am praying and seeking his face, he sustains me every day. And the last thing I think about is obedience because my mind is focused on the kingdom. And when you are focused on the kingdom, you will naturally want and do what the king asks you to do. Folks, it is not legalism when you obey from the joy of your heart. It's not legalism when it's not a burden to follow the things that the Lord asks you to do. But if you want to have it from a place of joy, you need to let him do what he needs to do. Folks, I beg you today, please, please make that change. Do the right thing. Put away the milk and start biting into the strong meat because one day it will be too late. Don't let that day come upon you. This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, sounded on the mountain. Though a trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord is come. The day of the Lord is come. The day of the Lord is come. Hello. It is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.